0: from Ipsos on the rewired consumer. We will be exploring emerging trends in the food and beverage industry, with a particular focus on the lasting changes that the pandemic has had on attitudes and behaviours. These conversations between Ipsos and Tetra Pak experts follow the release of the latest Tetra Pak Index, an in-depth annual report on the big topics in food and beverages, now in its 14th edition, and it gives us a lot of fascinating data and insights to explore. In this first segment, Lena Gilchrist from Ipsos and Michaela Valalta from Tetra Pak will start things off by telling us about the research project and some of the main findings. Hi, Lena. Hi, Michaela. Thank you for joining. First of all, could you please introduce yourselves and tell us a bit about your involvement in the research project? Hi
1: there. My name is Michaela and uh, I'm responsible uh, for the research office in Tetra Pak. And so I was responsible for all the research behind the Tetra Pak Index.
2: Hello, everyone. My name is Lena Gilchrist, and I'm in the client organization in Ipsos. And uh, I am responsible for the relationship between Ipsos and Tetra Pak.
0: Great. Thank you. And so the Tetra Pak Index, we've said that it's an in-depth and long running report. And um, perhaps, Michaela, you can tell us a bit more about the background. What is it about and what does it hope to achieve?
1: Yeah, so the Tetra Pak Index is uh, an annual report that we create and publish uh, in Tetra Pak. We want to provide insight into some global trends and we also want to share opportunities that uh, emerge from those trends and that can shape the future of the food and beverage industry. And every year we define a topic that is uh, related to recent facts and trends and that we hope is relevant uh, for our customers and uh, stakeholders. So in the past, uh, we talked about dairy, we talked about juice, about connected consumers, food safety, a lot of different topics. Uh, This year, we felt the need to relate to COVID-19 and its implications we know as researchers that there are some big events in people's lives think about changing job or getting married or moving country these big events can create new habits and new behaviors that stay forever or for a long time so we wanted to see if also the pandemic is working in this way at global level so we thought of exploring uh, all this and uh, we ask ourselves a very important question what consumer attitudes, what behaviors that emerged during the past two years are here to stay. And we call these the sticky trends. So those attitudes, those behaviors that started during COVID and we expect them to last beyond the the pandemic. Um, So we look at these sticky trends together with the opportunities that uh, they present across three main areas. Uh, habits at home is number one, health is number two and environment is number three. And to do this, uh, we have developed a very very extensive uh, research program uh, in collaboration with our research partner, Ipsos. Uh, we surveyed twenty eight markets in total using different uh, um, types uh, of research and then we consolidated all these researches into the into the index.
0: Great, thanks. And Lena, can you speak more about the research side of things?
2: Yes, sure. So it was a very comprehensive program, and we combined all these different methodologies to get the in depth understanding as well as being able to draw conclusions between countries and between different target groups. So we started off with scanning of many different existing reports, some from Tetra some from internally Ipsos, and also other external reports on this topic that we wanted to explore. We normally call this stage curation. We then decided based on this, what would be the gap for primary research? What did we need to go more and understand in our the, re, the research we conducted as primary research? We launched several different quant online projects, and we couldn't fit everything into one survey even because we had so many different topics, many countries. And as we all know, through Quant, we mainly get attitude and stated behavior and to understand real behavior and get into consumers' motivations on a deeper level. We also did an in-depth so-called mobile ethnography. So consumers were recruited to answer questions via mobile app where they could upload photos and film clips, et cetera. And of course, with this kind of methodology, we could probe much more and ask about the context, the reasons behind. And in the final report, we merged the findings from all these different methodologies and integrated insights from the different research studies into this combined final report.
0: I imagine all of this really helped you to get close to what people were thinking and feeling. So what did you find? You said that the report was grouped around three main themes, home habits, health and the environment. Can you tell us a bit about the main findings and maybe what was new or what surprised you?
1: Yeah, uh, let me summarize a little bit. So the the first one, as you said, home habits. uh, I think this is where things have really changed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Consumers have been interacting with their homes in a completely new way uh, during uh, COVID. First of all, because they've been spending uh, a lot of time uh, at home compared to to the past. So what did they do? 60% of respondents, for example, are telling us that they are cooking at home more especially younger age group. They're doing this because they think that it's healthier, because it's cheaper, but there is also this sense of control. They can control the nutritional content, the safety, the hygiene, the cost as well. And Also food waste uh, is another interesting element. Uh, um, About three quarters of uh, global respondents are trying to minimize food waste these days, and one of the ways they're doing it is through cooking themselves. This is a trend that seems to be here to stay. Uh, We have 78% claiming that they will continue uh, to cook as much as they're doing uh, now, also in the the near future. And then uh, uh, there are other behaviors related to staying at home, for example, snacking more or uh, shopping groceries online. The pandemic has definitely accelerated the uh, online grocery. And we have about half respondents that now they're saying that they're buying food and beverages online, with many of them saying that they actually started during the pandemic at the beginning because they wanted to avoid crowds. But now they have learned also the the benefits of uh, of convenience. And there doesn't seem to be a going back because uh, 80 percent are saying that they will continue in the future.
0: And what can you tell us about health?
1: We saw uh, big changes here as well. At the beginning of the pandemic, consumers were focusing very much on protection, safety, hygiene, and we explored this very much in the past edition uh, of the Tetra Pak Index. Now, in 2021, we see a more holistic concern with consumers thinking more about prevention, about being strong and resilient in this uh, post-COVID world. And there is, uh, therefore, an increasing interest in functional food uh, and in products to reinforce uh, uh, our immune system, immunity-boosting products. There is also a new interest in mental well-being. And food and beverage, interestingly, is uh, a good way uh, to get comfort, indulgence, and energy so it can be very much linked to to improve our mental well-being. Uh, I want to mention also the last area that we focus on, the environment. Consumers have become more aware of household waste during these couple of years, both food waste but also wasteful packaging. And they're very keen to take steps to, to reduce this. So they're looking for practical ways in their daily life to make a difference, really. And in general, the concern for environment uh, has not gone away. It's always been uh, a top concern in our past researches. And this year is uh, still number two uh, global concern just uh, behind
0: COVID. And just on the subject of change, in this report, you wanted to find out what would stick after a year when it felt like everything had dramatically changed. What were you expecting to see going into the 2021 index?
1: Yeah, on one side, we didn't know, really, because these days it has become very difficult to to anticipate uh, behavioral patterns because uh, things are going so fast. On the other side, we know that uh, most behaviors uh, are taking time to to settle in. Um, and while we touched on these things last year, it was still very early. Now, after two years, uh, it's really a good time to see what is here to stay. So we were very curious to see these these behaviors because now we are pretty sure that these are things that uh, um, will remain. One important thing to say, um, concerns of consumers have not changed. We are still talking about environment, about economy, about health. These topics have been around for a very long time. Uh, What has changed really is the consumer's attitudes and approach towards these uh, concerns. So they seem to be more keen on being proactive and, and taking action um against these concerns so um let me give you an example uh, half of the global population now is understanding the impact of their choices on the environment And uh, about three quarters of them are uh, recognizing the need to act uh, right now for the benefit of uh, future generations. So consumers are really making an effort to sort materials, for example, and they're saying that they are likely to recycle even more in the future. So it's not just a concern, but there is really an action attached to it, which is very interesting.
0: That's definitely a really interesting and important difference. Um, Lena, could you tell us about how the findings from this research report fit in with other research that Ipsos is doing, or things that Ipsos has found in recent months? I think it fits very well. So,
2: just mentioned a few things here. So, Ipsos has just released the Global Trends for 2021. Uh, we follow trends every or every second year to really monitor how values, behaviors, and attitudes are evolving, and We can verify that the same main changes have been identified uh, in this report as well. So in a way, like Miguel is saying, these core values among consumers, they remain the same. We are, I mean, it takes a long, long time for values to change. But the pandemic has really impacted and enforced our attitudes and especially the behaviors. And um, I think what we can see now, uh, there's still some uncertainty around the pandemic and, of course, what, what, implications will all this give and what will stay. But we can see now that at least in this very latest issue of our what worries the world, COVID-19 is not any longer the number one concern globally. It has been the concern now for a couple of years or since it started really. But it seems like consumers are slowly landing into this new normal that we are seeing emerging. And just One of those topics that Michaela mentioned, climate change and the environment, is is really a really, really strong concern. And the number of people who agree that we're heading for an environment disaster unless we change our habits is up significantly. And looking back to 2013, when we started to measure these trends, the share has increased year on year. So we certainly see change. And I think one thing here is that it's really important for brands to know now that consumers are also increasingly wanting to buy brands that reflect their personal values. That's another change that we can see emerging in these global trends. And they see through when brands greenwash, they want really to see genuine behavior by brands. Now we see that 70% of the global population agree with this. So it's a really strong urge for brands to, to act
0: here. Thanks, Lena. Um, Michaela, maybe you can come in on this point of consumer expectations and what brands can do to meet their needs and respond to their concerns.
1: Yeah, you're correct, Natalie. Consumers are expecting uh, companies to to support them uh, through this uh, time of uh, change. With the right products that can, you know, simplify their life, uh, and also with the right communication that can uh, reassure them, uh, they seem to expect more from brands uh, rather than from the government, based on our data. Probably because they recognize that brands can take action faster uh, right now. So Tetrapak is one of them. We need to we need to support consumers. If you have a chance to read uh, through the whole Tetrapak index, you will see that there is literally a list of possible opportunity platforms for product innovation. And uh, of course at Tetrapak we are looking forward to collaborating with uh, our customers. Uh, through our marketing services team to, to brainstorm, to ideate, uh, uh, to co-create the right products to leverage on these trends and uh, opportunities.
0: Good to hear. So that's it for our first episode. If you haven't already, I recommend you go and read the Tetra Pak Index available on the Ipsos and the Tetra Pak website. In the next episode, we will have another guest from the Ipsos team who will be taking us through in a bit more detail some of the discoveries and the trends. Thanks to Lena and Michaela, and thanks to you for listening.